Hello, my name's Stephen Green, and welcome to Learning English with Stephen. I have mentioned before that I live in Curitiba, in the south of Brazil. At the moment, spring has just arrived, and that means it's getting warmer. And this is the perfect excuse to have one of my favourite drinks to cool down after a hard day's teaching: a gin and tonic. To make a great gin and tonic, you need five ingredients: gin, tonic water, lime, ice, and a herb called rosemary. And today we're going to look at the history of these five words, the etymology of a drink. That is, after some music. This is Learning English with Stephen, a series of short podcasts with everything you need to know about how to learn English. This podcast is available every week. For more information and to access previous podcasts, please go to EnglishWithStephen.com. Before we start talking about gin and tonic, I'd like to remind you that you can find the transcript to this episode at my site, EnglishWithStephen.com. As we talked about in the last episode, a transcript can be extremely helpful for learning a second language. As well as the transcript, you will also find links to my YouTube channel, my Facebook page. And information on how you can have online classes with me. All of that is at EnglishWithStephen.com. And now back to a history of gin and tonic. Nowadays, gin is strongly associated with England and especially London. However, it was not invented in England at all. Its story is a long and interesting one that involves politics, religion, revolution, war, and economics. While the story is fascinating, I do not have the time to tell the complete story here. However, I can tell you that the name gin is an abbreviation of the word Geneva. No. This is nothing to do with the city in Switzerland whose English name is also Geneva. Instead, Geneva was the Dutch word for the berry juniper. This berry is commonly used in many gin recipes to give it a flavor, and so when the drink arrived in England with William of Orange in 1689. The Dutch word was quickly shortened to the current gin. So gin comes from Geneva. The second ingredient is tonic water. Now, tonic has many meanings. Now, tonic has many meanings. For example, in linguistics, when we talk about the syllable that is the longest in a word, we call it the tonic stress. The origin of the word is Greek, 
where it describes the stretching of the muscles. In English, in the 17th century, the word tonic started to mean a way of keeping the muscles healthy by stretching them. Not long after, tonic came to mean anything that was good for your health, and we still use it in this sense today. In the 1800s, companies started to sell a drink that they claimed was good for digestion and stimulated your appetite. They called this drink tonic water. The reason it was supposed to be good for your health was that one of the ingredients came from a tree and was called quinine. In India, quinine was a traditional medicine used against mosquitoes. Mosquitoes carry malaria, so it was important for Britain because at that time there were a lot of British soldiers occupying India and at risk of catching malaria. The problem was that quinine has a very bitter taste, so they needed something to mix with it, and the answer was gin. And so gin and tonic was born as a way of encouraging British soldiers to drink quinine and protect them from malaria. Of course, the best gin and tonic also has a lot of ice to help you cool down. It is more than likely that the British soldiers did not have a regular supply of ice, but we do. Ice is an old English word which probably originates from Proto-German. Originally, the spelling was different because it was just I-S. But for some reason, this was changed in the 15th century to its current I-C-E, which makes it look more French and maybe more sophisticated. There is nothing very exciting about the history of the word ice, as many words come to English from Proto-German. The next ingredient in my perfect gin and tonic, however, has arrived via a much longer journey. A lime is a green citrus fruit, not to be confused with a lemon, which is yellow and also tastes great in a gin and tonic. So, Lime comes to English from either the Spanish lima or Portuguese limon. But they didn't invent the word either. They probably got the word from the Persians, where there is a fruit called limum. But the journey of this fruit did not start there. It is thought that the fruit and the word comes from the Malay language, where it was originally limor. The idea is that Through trade, both the fruit and the word spread around the world. Finally, we come to our herb, rosemary. In Old English, this herb was called rosmarine and came from Latin rosmarinus. Marine means the sea and can be found in many other English words like marina, aquamarine and marinate. The first part of the word, rose, means dew. Dew is the water you see on plants first thing in the morning, even if it hasn't rained. The theory is that this herb was commonly found near the sea, and that was how it got its name. So, those are the ingredients, and the stories behind those ingredients, of one of my favourite summer drinks. 
Do you have a drink you love to help you cool down? Let me know and I'll see if I can find one to experiment with. Before you go, I have some homework for you. Please make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast provider. If you don't have a podcast provider, it's pretty easy to find one. Lots of people use Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. But there are hundreds of others and all of them are free. If you subscribe, it means you will never miss another episode and it is easier for other people to find me in the future. Thanks a lot for listening and cheers! Learning English with Stephen is written and edited by me, Stephen Green. The music at the beginning and the end of the show is called Dead from the Beginning, Alive Until the End by Dr. Turtle. Learning English with Stephen is recorded in Chile, Curitiba, in the south of Brazil.